Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Red. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being part of the show. Hope you guys are going to have a good time today. Hope, hope, hope. I don't believe in hope. I believe in we are going to have a great time today. Aren't we going to have a great time today? People, 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 people. My Texans are behaving. My Texans are leaving the state. Democrats, Democratic statesmen. States women, state Congress people are leaving the state of Texas. And the reason they're leaving the state of Texas is to ensure or try to slow down this move to take away the vote of millions of Texans. You know, I've been saying for a long time, we have to get away from making this voting issue. Oh, they're trying to take away the rights of minorities from voting. No, they're trying to take away the rights of people who vote for Democrats. And that's not just la minoría de la gente. Okay? If we make it a minority issue, even some lefties that are not quite as, uh, as, as progressive... They won't go out there and fight because they don't realize that they're getting hurt as well. But Texans, thank you, Texans. Muchas gracias a mis tejanos porque están haciendo lo que tienen que hacer. They're doing what they need to do. They're heading to Washington. They're leaving the state, which means we can't get anything done. They better stay away for three weeks because that is how we kill the session. And the, and, and, and the governor will then have to create Another session. Anyway, welcome aboard E2247. Bienvenido, my dear brother. Egberto, thank you for posting that out there, uh, my friend. Uh, E2247. Eric Hayes. Eric Hayes is still talking about bonding issues. Eric, Eric, we'll talk about it a little bit later. Uh, let's see. Let's see what else we got here. Rose Williams. Hey, Rose, thank you for doing that editing. Oh, please remember to close it when you go out so I can do a little editing myself. But hey, look. We have great people. Rose have been in our back end of our of our WordPress doing some work to clean up the mess that I make anytime I make any kind of, you know, faux pas or whatever. Thank you so kindly, Rose. I'm indebted to you. Uh, by the way, folks, uh, Bridge MCP's blog post made it to our blog today. Yeah, I think is it today or last night. I don't remember when I put it up. But getting good, good, good reviews. People are really reading the little thing that she decided to write. And she said, oh, that wasn't a big deal. Anybody who has a well-written piece that you want to give some exposure, remember what I said, Politics Done Right belongs to all of you guys. Everybody, you guys, you own Politics Done Right. You want to get some, some of your words out there because that's what we're all about. When we talk about uh, creating utopia, make America utopia. You only create utopia when we are all engaged. So anything you want to write, as long as it's 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 truthful, it is civil, and you're not going out there to attack anybody, calling folks by names, all that. I'll put it up on my site, and I'll get it other places as well. So please feel free, send me your stuff. I make sure to put that, if you take a look at the one that Bridge MCP did today, it has written by Bridge MCP. Okay, anyhow, welcome Rose Williams, Lee Grant. Hello from FB Jail. Lee, why do you keep getting into FB Jail? Come on, man. Be civil, brother. You're a nice Republican. Be good. You know I love you, Lee. 
Courtney, the SLP, Bridge MCP. Hello. Welcome, Courtney. Welcome, Eric Hayes. Welcome, Paul Fleming from ATL checking in. Thank you for being here, my brother. Uh, AVQ, also known as Michael Rodnan, is here with us today. Bridge MCP, Michael, is that about Las Vegas drought? Let's go ahead and read Michael's first set of things. I love, let me tell you, I look, you know, Michael took this up on his own to do it. Okay, Michael Rodnan. But I'll be honest. Uh, he, he gives us two to four pieces every day when he comes to the stuff, stuff that he's researched, he looked at. I love it, you know. I love it. He gives a good start. If I have too much material, sometimes I will, I'll just kind of scan over them. But thank you so kindly, uh, Michael, for being an integral part of Politics Done Right. Bridge MCP, integral part of Politics Done Right. Rose William, integral part of Politics Done Right. Eric Hayes, integral part of Politics Done Right. Paul Fleming, integral part. And if I've forgotten your name, Cor uh, Lee Grant, all of you guys are integral parts of Politics Done Right. I want us to have a community that's different than the other media where they think they're above the fold. No, hell no. We are the fold. Don't forget that. We are are the fold. What are we? We are the fold. Okay. Hey, okay, don't push it now, my brother Rudnan. He says, yeah, it's usually five to eight. Hey, I can't be doing eight all the time, brother. Come on, be nice. All right, let's see. No, I no, I don't have a limit on you, brother, because I mean sometimes you bring short ones, long ones, whatever. If I don't read it, I don't read it. It's still it's still inside of the messages and people can read it anyhow. So we cool. All right. Rare protest hits Cuba amid economic coronavirus crisis. Anger about long food lines, cuts in electricity and medicine supply tr trouble. I am not familiar with Haitian politics. Can anyone tell me what's going on? I have Haitian friends. I also listen to uh, the ben Benjamin Dixon show. Uh, Rebecca Azer at Benjamin Dixon. She is of Haitian descent. Please uh, check into that show in the mornings. At, I, th I think it starts at 8 Eastern time. I think it's 8 Eastern time that it begins. Check out that program because she covers a lot of the Asian, Haitian issues. I went there a couple of times last week and learned a whole lot. Uh, things are still in flux, so we don't know what's going on. As far as Cuba is concerned, America has embargoed Cuba for so long. Cuba should not have ever been embargoed. And in fact, if we had played our cards right, Cuba would have been an American satellite, not a Russian satellite, but that's for another day. How will the West solve a water crisis if climate change continues to get worse? I think, I think uh, politicians right now have their, their heads between their legs. They don't understand what's going on with Lake Powell. Mega drought and climate change is making water even more scarce in the West. There's only one viable solution, infrastructure investment, desalination and pumping, which would also necessitate switching to 100% renewable energy. Exactly. Did you write that? Is that your words or is that the, the media here? Here, look, Lake Powell, the biggest lake in America, I believe, I mean, biggest uh, man-made lake, if I remember correctly, or one of the largest. It's drying up. It's uh, In just one year, it lost 30 feet. Most lakes, that's about their depth, 30 feet, you know, in, in, on average. Now, Lake Powell is disappearing, okay? Uh it's going to soon fall below the generating line. In other words, soon Lake Powell won't even be able to generate as much electricity as it does. So Lake Powell has great things. It generated electricity and it kept the West irrigated. Climate change is changing that. 
I made a comment last, and I think Rose kind of got on my case a little bit for making the comment. But my dear sister Rose, I still, I still stick by the comment, um, and that is, we have enough workers, enough infra- workers that we can. What climate change is going to do and is unstoppable, likely right now. Air, there, there are already changes that are in there. What we got to do is we are going to have to build canals up the gazoo. Canals and pipeline. I mean, I mean 50-foot pipelines that can move water from the areas that are going to be in dire straits with floods because that's the kind of climactic actions we're having to places like the West, which are going to be dry like a bone. We are going to have to work on that. We have the technology to do it. We've had the technology to do it from the 1900s. We built the Panama Canal, right? And it wasn't a sea-level canal. You know, you can't look at Swiss, the Swiss Canal and say, oh, well, you know, the Swiss Canal was built in the 1800s. Yeah, but it was a sea-level canal. We built the Panama Canal, which was step people up into the mountains with water. So, I mean, it did all kind of technological marvels to do that. Can be done, all gravity. Uh, so, we, we, we have to start looking at that now. The infrastructure projects that we're talking about, I can almost bet when they write it, there will be nothing about moving water from the east to the west. You're not going to see that in there. We need to start fixing that now because that's going to take at least five years to get a pipeline that's over a thousand mile. And it's not one pipeline, several pipe, not pipe, but canals through that distance. It's going to have to be done or else the west is dead. But the west is too populated to die. We've already staked our ground in the West. So it is time for engineering to take over and not politico. Okay, with 4,599 wildfires thus far, oh, I got to hurry up here. California outpacing record set in 2020. Of course it's going to outpace. It's a much hotter year. A tsunami of disability is coming as a result of long COVID. Oh, my God, I'm glad you brought that up. Look, this is the time to start teaching people about Medicare for All. Because a lot of these people that are running around, oh, I got COVID and I'm okay. I can tell you, I have relatives who've gotten COVID. And later on, what they find out is there was some damage somewhere that they didn't know was being damaged by COVID. It only became a reality when certain things started to happen. So all those people, all those people in the, we're going to talk about the people in the red states of my dad. Oh, I got COVID and now I'm okay. No, you're not okay. COVID is a different animal. It's a multi-system animal because of what it does. It creates that flood of reaction from your immune system that starts destroying stuff all over the place. We got to learn these things, people. And the problem is we don't have the media explaining to people why is it that something that seems like a cold does so much damage. The reason something that seems like a cold does so much damage is not the virus itself. It's the reaction of the immune system to the virus that, and the debris that it leaves behind that creates strokes, that create further uh, reaction. I don't remember what kind of a thing they call it when you have an explosion of this type of reaction to, um, by your immune system. There's a, there's a technical term for it. Anyhow, so yeah, we're going to have to worry about that. And it's now time for us to educate people on Medicare for All and why it is the only solution we have going forward. Medicare for All, where all our bills come out of the general treasury and we all pay in. It's not free. 
we all pay in what we can afford. That's what it's all about. That is where we have got to get to. Wow, Michael has some more here. Uh, yes, Lauren Barber tweeted that uh, turning off CNN was the easiest way to make Delta go. <laughs> I'm not going to read that one. Uh, infections that rise in, uh, since I'm covering that, I'm not going to read that one either. GOP tweet, Ms. Farris, in linking crime trends to democratic policies. Republicans focus on crime as an excuse to hate upon poor people who are desperate enough to commit them, not realizing that the best way to lower crime is to economically elevate people out of their desperation. Very true statement, Michael Rodney. But then conservatives would have to take a deeper look into the reasons why they hate and maybe redirect their anger to those who deserve it. The, the politicians and pundits. Look, it, it's terrible. But anyway, Jeff Bezos uh, be world's first trillionaire by 2026. Well, we'll see. I'm for taking away unearned gains. Hear me again. I, want, I don't want anybody to miss what I'm saying here. I am for taxing unearned gains away from those who have the unearned gains. It's a radical idea. But you know what? Guess whose money it is? It's your money. And I'm not talking about taking the money and just giving it to you. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about these people took your, your, your birthright away from you. Our economic system was designed to do that. They took it away from you. And you, you willingly gave it. We willingly, when we work for somebody at less than, when we work for somebody that allow them such a huge profit, we are selling our worth for cheap. And that's what we've learned to do. We've learned from the time we were born, from the time we went to elementary school, from the time we did all these things. That's what we were taught. All right, let's see. Continuing, let me go down before I get to the first thing. Carl Cox, X-15, Mercury, Gemini, Apollo, and Space Shuttle made these tourist flights into space. You know what? And they all accomplished more than what we had with, Galact uh, with uh, Virgin Galactic. All right, let's see what else we got here. Hello from Long Beach, California. Welcome, Maywood. West, welcome aboard. Uh, K-H-O-U, when is this going to stop? Murder suspect was out on seven bonds. It sounds, look, I don't, that sounds sick to me, Lee Grant. And I, Mike uh, Hayes talks about that all the time. It sounds sick to me. I'd like to read the underpinnings of what actually happened there. Because I have to check that out. Late again. Hi, Peggy Lopez. How are you doing, my friend? Uh, para ver quien más está. Sí, Julie Van Astel, welcome. Egberto, anything with tildes or from the article, I split to what I type with the double quotes. Got you, brother. Uh, you have to be very careful. Yes, you do. I don't know what you're talking about, though, uh, Rose, but let me know. Water pipelines, aqueducts. Pecky Lopez says, we in the, uh, have the Pacific Ocean for desalination. We have plenty of water. Most of it takes uh, here in California is disappearing, so we are headed to solar and wind. Yeah, but I mean, uh, you, you, you have to do the cost-benefit analysis of desalination continuously or the initial investment in canals and moving available water that is already fresh. I don't know the, the, math, the arithmetic behind it. But uh, you, have to act, you have to amortize that over time to see if, because it, the cost of canals are going to be huge compared to a desalination plant. But a desalination plant has to be refurbished all of the time. And I think the maintenance of that is, so that has to be calculated. Uh, let's see, Egberto's dirty this morning reminded me that Einstein quotation. Okay, let's see what else we got. Rose Williams, maybe it gets bad enough people will finally acknowledge a global problem. Yeah, I think so. Courtney says, well said, Egberto, the debris it leaves behind. Exactly. And I feel, I have, 
Why do I have such smart people listening to my show? Thank you, Michael. Anaphylactic shock is what goes on in your system. When it, it, it encounters something, it doesn't immediately know what to handle. My husband and I are suffering from the side effects of COVID. I think you're referring to the... Actually, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You are correct, Rose. The side... I, but, but, you know, I, I know what you mean, anaphylactic shock. That, but that is a different behavior. Cyt, the cytokine storm is what I meant. Uh, my daughter taught me that one. Carl Cox, Virgin Galactic built off the backs of X50. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, I need to, whoa, you guys have me talk. You have a lot of stuff. Daniel Ledo, Egberto, what is the formula for determining unearned gains? Um, on earned gains, I am not sure what the formula is, uh, but I tell you what, give me enough time and give me the balance sheet of the corporations people work for, and I can com- com- come out with that calculation on a per-company basis. It's on a per-company basis. It's simple. All right. Charlie Lindahl says, please publicize at least a step in the direction by the TX legend. Bonton Forms bill removing inequitable standards for the formerly incarcerated into law by Texas governor. Call in for that after near the end of the show, brother. Uh, love you, Charlie. Peggy Lopez. Let's see. Absolute snowbound job. Okay, let's see. Absolute, absolutely no snow on the mountaintop. That is scary because it's a snow melt over time that keeps the river flowing that we depend on so absolutely good point tom bell welcome aboard courtney slp i think i got you great all right let's go to the first video jen saki got to uh got to our brother again i want you know we're talking about hey covid is serious red states the people in red states are so ill-informed don't hate on the people in red states hate on the guys like this well, 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 Peter Ducey, apparently he was out of the press room for a while. If you wondered why there was a milliliter more intellect in that room on, in, in the aggregate, well, he wasn't there. But guess who's back? Peter Ducey is back. And as you know, uh, Fauci said, uh, Anthony Fauci said, Dr. Anthony Fauci said, well, you know, it, this is a serious disease. COVID is. Just maybe there needs to be some sort of a local mandate to people so choose, etc., etc., etc. And of course, you know, Steve Ducey is going to make some sort of a childlike question with regards to some interpretation of what Dr. Fauci had to say. I want you to listen to this and then let's take it on the other side. Does President Biden agree with Dr. Fauci that at the local level there should be more vaccine mandates? Well, I don't have the full context of Dr. Fauci's comments in front of me, but I will say that... I do have it. Oh, go ahead. Let's hear it. He said, I've been of this opinion, and I remain of that opinion, that I do believe at the local level, Jake, there should be more mandates. There really should be. We're talking about a life and death situation. We've lost 600,000 Americans already, and we're still losing more people. Well, I would say first from the federal government, if I remember the context of the question, it was about federal mandates, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, that's not a decision that we are making. That's not a, uh, that is not um, our intention uh, from the federal government. There will be decisions made by private sector entities, by uh, universities, uh, by educational institutions, and even perhaps by local uh, local leaders, uh, should they decide that is how to keep their community safe. If they decide to make that decision, we certainly support them in that step. 
president said on March 11th, my message to you is this, listen to Dr. Fauci. Is he now saying don't listen to Dr. Fauci? He doesn't agree. <laughs> Welcome back. Um, I would say that uh, what, the, what Dr. Fauci was conveying is that there will be decisions made by local leaders, just like there will be decisions made by business leaders, by institutional leaders, on how they can keep their community safe. And we support their right to make those decisions. Now, COVID is a serious issue. Uh, people in red states, the people that Peter Ducey actually reports to, these are the people that are dying because they're not vaccinated. And he wants to make an issue of Dr. Fauci suggesting that maybe in those places, local control should sort of dictate, hey, we need to ask all people, including businesses, etc., if you want to partake into this society, we need to protect all of society and you should be vaccinated instead of discussing and talking about the issue. Remember, red state people are dying because they're following news that's made from his network and Newsmax and OAN. They're dying. These people are killing their people. And he has a question for uh, Jen Psaki. And the question is going to be, are you saying now that the president is telling America not to listen to El Señor Fauci? That is entirely irresponsible and why it is a reality that they are killing the people who listen to them. But isn't it wonderful how she answered the question? She gave him the practical answer and then she says, when he asked the silly question again, does that mean that uh, the president is now saying, don't listen to Dr. Fauci. And she's like, you remember that thing on the show? He's back. It was like, welcome back. In other words, welcome back to stupidity. And then she goes ahead and reiterate what she said with a few changes in words. So just maybe this time, Peter, you were schooled again? Yes, he's schooled again. I mean... People are dying. Don't you care about your people? But, you know, I wrote, check out the blog that I wrote for that because I said, well, these are the same people who didn't support the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. These are the same people who, even though they got it for free for three years, they could have saved the lives of thousands of Texans for three years. But for ideological reasons, they say, let them die. Same thing for the vaccine. For ideological reasons, oh, we don't want to give you a win, even though supposedly it's Donald Trump who did the fast track but we don't want to talk about it now because it's going to somehow look like Biden did a good job, which Biden did a good job. So let them die. Let our own people die. There is a certain level of evil in that type of murder. There is a certain type of evil in that type of murder. Think about it, folks. Anyhow, next one I want to play is about, um, uh, you know, we talk about insurrection and all of these things tie in together. Well, uh, Adam Kinsinger, check him out and we'll take it on the other side. Republican Representative Adam Kinsinger has an interesting message to his Republican brethren. He's telling them, hey guys, you better get on the right side because the truth is coming out. But he also said something that, uh, you know, flashed to me. He just said, you know, everybody was trying to say, oh, this is not really an insurrection. At best, this is a riot. And he came out and he said, for those who are passing the myth about this not being an insurrection, an armed insurrection at least, this is a damn, this was.
damned armed insurrection. Take, check out the, this, these snippets from his interview with um, Chuck Todd because I think it's prescient. I think it shows that just maybe some of this may get through because I think he has changed his narrative a bit. Check this out and then we'll take it on the other side. You're running for re-election. You're, you're running sort of unabashedly on this. If you lose your primary, um, what does that say? I mean, does, does it mean that, that misinformation is winning? Does it mean our democracy is, is, is as fragile as it appears? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I think that's a choice. No matter how a primary comes out, I know that I will have put it all on the table and done the right thing. Um, and that's a choice for the Republican Party to make because it's not going to be people like me or some, you know, Oklahoma state committee men. It's going to be the people that go and vote in these primaries. And if you if if our party decides that, you know, covid vaccine hesitancy or covid denialism or January 6 was BLM and Antifa, but yet we don't want to investigate it because none of that makes sense. If we want to be that as a party, that's the choice the party can make. You will never be a national party again, and the American people will find something different to replace you because this is unsustainable. Uh, the uh, House Republican leader, Kevin McCarthy, has a decision to make on, on the members, what Republicans to appoint. Do you think he's going to appoint folks that whose job is to hijack this committee or at least um, not be unhelpful to this committee? Where, where is he going to fall on this? I think he's going to find people not controversial, may, besides like maybe Jim Jordan, um, and that they're going to act to be like really smart kind of scholars and all this, but their job is going to be to scuttle this. Um, if I was Kevin McCarthy, I'd be very fearful of the January 6th committee. Do you think a complete accounting can be found without subpoenaing former President Trump? I do, uh, because I think everybody around him knows what happened. I think if you subpoena Trump, it should only be if you need to, because I think the bottom line is that can create a spectacle. But I also think, look, in the, in the, in the future, whether it's a year or two, um, even through these FBI cases against these insurrectionists, uh, all, the, all the information will come out. There's, there's this narrative that it wasn't an armed insurrection. Well, it was. There's guns. You know, there was arms. There's, there's this narrative that it wasn't an armed insurrection. Well, it was. There's guns. You know, there was arms. And all that stuff will come out and be taken. So if I'm a Republican member of Congress or any leader right now, I'd be very careful at the sides I'm taking because in the very near future, people are going to know the truth. And I want to be on the side of truth. I mean, that, that, those three mini clips that I tied together, they're powerful. Okay. Numero uno, he points out that, hey, I am running again. I am going to be uh, telling the truth, and if it doesn't work out, remember, uh, it really means, it starts to mean that re the Republican Party can be replaced and likely will be replaced. Second item, he's talked about this fallacy about it not really being an insurrection, and he comes out and it says not only was it an insurrection, it was an armed insurrection. There were guns and there were arms. And lastly, he said, be on the right side because the truth is going to come out. Remember the the uh, Kevin Mc, um, the the speak not the speaker but the majority leader. He is going to send out a he's going to put people in there Republicans on the committee to try to stifle the committee. He wants to disrupt the committee, but the truth will come out. Kensinger is right. The truth will come out, and you don't want to be on the wrong side. Well, you know. Um, 
I think he is probably, you know, a lot of people think he's going to lose the, 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 his re-election. I don't think he will. Something tells me that as bad as things are right now, a lot of people are surprised in the Republican primary. But we'll see. Anyhow, good job, uh, Kinsinger, on the three major items you point out there. Now, I want to run back now to the coronavirus because uh, here's the deal. This meeting at CPAC really got Fauci sort of like incredulous. But, you know, when I watched it, I sat down there and it, it was almost like these people have a death wish. But it's not really – when you – look, Frank Luntz is one of the messengers, messengers for uh, – the, the message makers – for uh, narrative makers for the Republican Party. And he's one of the best. He's the one who came up th- with things like uh, death tax instead of inheritance tax. Inheritance tax is a, it's a, it's a must, I think. You shouldn't be able to inherit much. Uh, there, there is, and I'll give, uh, there are some technical reasons for that. Uh, it, he's the one who created things like um, death, death panels and all that kind of a stuff, right? So he knows how to get to people who are predisposed to be gullible or predisposed to this type of information. And by the way, that is not only on the right. We have things that are predisposed for people on the left to believe as well. So I don't want us to, those of us on the left, I don't want us to jump on a high horse like if we are so different than they are. We're wired. They, they claim that there's some wiring differences between the right and the left. But ultimately, if you look at the polls, you see that people believe that the things that they agree on are pretty damn much. Pretty damn much. So those of us on the left, yeah, we are right. Right now, we are in the right. That doesn't mean we always will be. And people like myself and you and others, when we are not... We have to do exactly what we are asking the sane guys on the right, like Kinsinger. And I'm not a Kinsinger fan because he's a conservative. But just like we, Kinsinger is coined out and bucking his system. He's not on our side. But they are in a crackpot crazy side. And he's talking to them because if there's one person that will immediately listen to them, it's, he has a better chance on that. So let's, let's, let's get there and let's be frank about all of that. Okay, next one, CPAC. Check this out. You know, the punitive side of me kind of liked what I saw at CPAC because it is the punitive side of one, the bad nature in one, would sort of say, well, you know what? If this group of people don't care about their lives, if they don't mind dying, there will be less of them and these activists out there that are the ones promoting not getting vaccines etc these are the big voters these are the ones that are going to go vote so if they're no longer there to vote there are less people out there less activists out there pushing the message i want you to listen to this and then let's take it on the other side their reaction at cpac because this is more important than one would imagine assuming they're doing what they claim to be doing. There's no reason not to get vaccinated. Why are we having red states and places in the South that are very highly ideological in one way, not wanting to get vaccinations? Vaccinations 
have nothing to do with politics. <laughs> it's a public health issue. It doesn't matter who you are. The virus doesn't know whether you're a Democrat, a Republican, or an independent. For sure, we know that. And yet there is that divide of people wanting to get vaccinated and not wanting to get vaccinated, which is really unfortunate because it's losing lives. The um, conservative political conference, CPAC, uh, is going on this weekend. I want to play for you a clip of one of the speakers from that event yesterday. They were hoping, the government was hoping, that they could sort of sucker 90% of the population into getting vaccinated. And it, and, and it, and it isn't happening, right? There, there's a... Y- younger people... I'm going to cut him off right there because he just goes on to just say things that are not true about the vaccine. But what I wanted to get your reaction to is the crowd cheering when this gentleman talks about how the government was not able to achieve a 90 percent vaccine goal. The crowd cheered Um, as a public health official. What's your reaction when you hear that? It's 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 horrifying. I mean, they're cheering about someone saying that it's a good thing for people not to try and save their lives. I mean, if you just unpack that for a second, Jake, it's almost frightening to say, hey, guess what? We don't want you to do something to save your life. Yay! Everybody starts screaming and and clapping. I just don't get that. I mean, and I don't think that anybody who's thinking clearly can get that. What is that all about? I, I don't understand that, Jake. The first thing you have to ask, and this is first, are those charlatanes that are on stage trying to convince everybody that it is silly to want 90% vaccination rates, it's silly to get vaccinated, that it's so great that Biden failed in getting the amount of people vaccinated, he needed vaccinated. It is great. I wonder how many of them on stage are vaccinated. Here's what I think. I think we should make sure that those people that are promoting this anti-vax message find out definitively whether they are vaccinated. And then we should have some sort of a law that prosecutes those that are endangering others by them, they themselves doing the right thing, but for political, ideological reasons are promoting the deaths of those around. This is serious. It's absolutely serious. I was forgetting. I am Bridge didn't remind me. Folks, please, 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 if you are listening to us on YouTube, please become a part of our posse. That is how we can continue telling the truth. That is how we can continue putting out this message. That is, by the way, this is all turned into a podcast in several places. It's also played at all over, both in video and audio only. That's why sometimes you hear me repeat certain things because not everybody are watching it over the thing that can see my reactions, etc., etc., etc. So anyhow, if you are on YouTube, please click that join button. Become a part of our PDR posse. That is how we can actually stay alive. Uh, also, please remember if you are on YouTube, or rather, if you are on some, if you're on YouTube and don't see it, or you're on some other network, Facebook, uh, Twitch, Periscope. You can just go to politicsunright.com slash YouTube, politicsunright.com slash YouTube. And by the way, if you get on politicsunright.com slash YouTube, you can actually get to that. On, alternatively, you can support us at Patreon. That is politicsunright.com slash Patreon, politicsunright.com slash Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Uh, we need a 1,000 patrons, a 1,000 uh, YouTubers. 
I told folks why I go with two different systems. Uh, some other time, I'll give that explanation again. But I need a 1,000 on each. Please go ahead and sign up. We really, really, really need you. Alterna, by the way, we also have a cup designed by Bridge MCP for the PDR Posse. And here is the link to that cup that you can go ahead and get at your convenience. I ask you so kindly to do so. Uh, please support us. Sorry about that. I just sneezed on air. I just sneezed on air. Okay. Please go ahead and consider going to uh, consider going to politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. Politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal to support us as well. Uh, TJ, huh, I, I want to sneeze again, but I'm going to try to hold it. TJ said, yes, he needs a thousand subscribers on each one because Egberto is broke. Are you really putting me down by saying that, TJ? Are you being nasty to me, TJ? Come on, man. Be nice. I'm nice to everybody. Come on now. <laughs> Playing with you, brother. Anyhow, thank you for the commentary. Anyhow, folks, uh, again, uh, PayPal, I think I just put the PayPal link in there. And, of course, you can get all our books. All our books, T-shirts, all that good stuff goes to support the mission. It goes to support the mission. That's what I am doing. Read up my story. I'm an open book. Find out exactly what we do, how we do it, and why we do it. You know, if you have a question, you can also email me. If you have anything you want to ask, email me. Nothing to hide. Anyhow, folks, uh, go ahead as well and uh, get our books, politicsandright.com slash books, politicsandright.com slash books. I didn't put the mugs on the screen. Sorry about that, British MCP. There are the books on the screen. There are the books, or rather, there are the cups on the screen. Likewise, 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 if you order directly the books from my store instead of from you from uh, Amazon, I get, of course, Amazon gets a big cut of it from Amazon, but that's just how it rolls. So if you feel comfortable, prefer buying my books at Amazon, please do, please do. The audiobooks and all of that is all there as well. But if you want to have me sign a book as well as a Politics Done Right uh, bumper sticker, please go ahead. And get it at our store, politicsandright.com slash store. Okay, I got to get busy with the rest of the show. Thank you so kindly for giving me that two minutes to go ahead and do a plug to try to say, hey, support what we're doing here because what we're doing here is very, very, very important. Anyhow, the last thing I want to talk about today, and the reason I left it for last is because it's the thing that most upset me over the weekend. Over the weekend, well, let me play this and then We'll go into exactly some more details. Go for it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I am going to be the pooper here. I am going to be the pooper. And some people are going to say, can't you just give it a rest, Egberto? But I can't. I really can't. Um, look, this stuff with Branson and going to sp this billionaire spending money to go to space and charging people $200,000 to $250,000, likely $500,000 in the next few days to get a ticket to go to space. It is driving me crazy for two reasons. One is there should be no billionaires in the world because nobody has really earned that themselves. They earned it on the back of others. But secondly, instead of reinventing the wheel, how much could have been done for humanity? How much could have been done if the... If we the people continue to... Well, I tell you what. Let's listen to uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson and then let's take it on the other side. He first exposes the fraud that this is from a scientific point of view and I then want to give it both the scientific 
and socioeconomic point of view after this because I think it is essential that we don't get this is because we have stopped teaching civics. We have stopped teaching critical thinking in school. And then we get all excited with the free advertising that the entire media domain has given a billionaire where they even cut into news programs to talk about a private enterprise, a private system that is repeating what occurred over 50 years ago. Let's talk about it after, but check out Neil deGrasse, then we'll go from there. Consider, again, I'm coming at this as an astrophysicist. If our atmosphere were half as dense as it is, then that magic height would be only half as, half high. as high. And if we had one-tenth our atmospheric pressure, it would only be a tenth as high. If we didn't have atmosphere at all, are we in space walking around on the surface of a planet with no atmosphere? So that's, a, that's an awkward kind of situation to start defining space to be. To you, is this space travel? I, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, so, so first of all, it's suborbital. NASA did that 60 years ago with Alan Shepard. Okay? Right. Launched from Cape Canaveral and landed in the ocean. And if you don't go fast enough to reach orbit, you will fall out and you'll land back on so, Earth. Uh, we should point out, neither Bezos nor Branson will, will be placed into orbit. Correct. Right. Okay. So... So there's, did you go high enough? Then did you get into orbit? Did you actually go somewhere? Did you go into the moon or Mars or beyond? So SpaceX's concept is we want to send people places, all right, as, as, as an effort to, to, to push this boundary, but push this, this space exploration frontier. Now, all that being said, I'm delighted that this could be a new tourist attraction right. in the world. I have no problems or hesitation celebrating this fact. And it should have been happening decades ago. Decades ago. It should have been 60 years before private enterprise ended up doing what NASA did back in 1961. So, so, so uh, more power to all of them. But is there a gain in knowledge uh, that comes from boldly going to where man has gone many times before? Yeah, yeah, boldly going where hundreds have gone before. <laughs> I, I mean, can, can, I, can, I, yeah, can, I, yeah, can yeah. I invoke this here? Okay, I just found this laying around on the desk. Um, where, where GPS? Yeah, you know. GPS, good. So uh, this is a typical schoolroom globe, mm -hmm. okay? And you want to ask, oh, by the way, uh, how high up does the space station orbit? The space station. Yeah. Authentically a space-faring vessel. Uh, that, if, if Earth was size, would be one centimeter above the surface. Wow. If you, if you, if you poll people and say, where do you think the, the space station is? They'll stick it out here somewhere. It is one centimeter, okay? Now you're gonna ask, uh, what happens if you, uh, uh, where is this magic boundary where you start seeing? Well, that would be two millimeters above. Wow. And, and now you're gonna be sort of less than that. And so it's, the, you know, the thickness of maybe two dimes above the surface. And so, uh, Okay, you want to call it space because you know uh, regular people haven't done that before. So there's a novelty to it. Oh, and by the way, just for context, I got this apple here. This is a slightly smaller than the size of the moon. Uh, so you might ask, well, where is the moon on this scale? The moon is 10 meters away in the next room. Wow. So that's why it takes eight minutes to get to orbit and three days to get to the moon. That's actual space travel. Okay, so just to, for context. So I see it not as, oh, we're going into space. No, you're getting, a, you're getting a nice view of the Earth. 
And I don't even know if you're going to see the curvature. I did some calculations, and I'm thinking they're not. Um, if you're two millimeters above the surface of this globe, you're not, you're not getting the whole, this perspective that everybody hopes. But you, uh, uh, national boundaries disappear. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's an overview effect that you will get a little bit of even at 50 miles up. So uh, more power to them. We, just a little fact thing here. Uh, Dr. Tyson went to my university as well, University of Texas for some time. But anyhow, getting back to the real issue here. Um, it, is, it is disconcerting to me that, one, uh, these billionaires are replicating what we did back in 1961 with much better technology, but adding no real knowledge to going to space or doing something else. Imagine, we developed the technology, they decided that they're going to use the technology to do something with and make more money on the technology we all created as a, as a collective, the, United, the, United, the people of the United States paying their tax dollars. And then the people who are going to be able to use that technology are only those that can afford $200,000 to $500,000 to actually use it as a toy. And by the way, what they're giving people is nothing close to what NASA has already accomplished back in 1961. But that's not, the, that's not the entire issue. The entire issue is the gullibility of the American people, the gullibility of all of us. Why do I say that? Because we've interrupted news programs while I'm watching this week. They break into the program. Branson is going to go ahead and he's going to fly into space. Of course, not really space, but he's going to fly into space. And what's going to happen then? He's going to get free advertising throughout the entire world. Support the whims of the billionaire and his shareholders, right? Because now that everybody sees, oh, we can successfully go into quote-unquote space that really isn't space, but we can sell it that way because the national, the national and international media is going to sell it that way. We can make even more money for a few who can be also afforded by the few. Why didn't we go ahead, even if we wanted to license a technology developed by all of us to people like Branson and his crew, why did we make sure that we earned enough of that technology that we developed to move, the, to move our knowledge further? Remember, Branson and these guys are not moving technology forward. They're just doing the same thing in a different form. They're not teaching us how to better move to space because there's no profit in that they are working with technology that they know work okay if new technologies are generally developed by us we the people we we bear the cost of that and then they capitalize on that cost and the entire a capitalist structure the entire media system the entire newspaper system the entire government system because as he went up there you can imagine that the government had to be making sure that there were clearances for him that there were no interruptions in in travel or whatever to protect him so people think about it we've allowed these guys to monopolize on what we've created while we have poverty while we have all these other things that if they really wanted to be benevolent with the money they earned on our backs they could do things that were really worthwhile. This envy of the rich at all. 
This is saying the rich is undeserving because it, it was gotten on all of us. And the whole system is designed for them. Again, Branson broke into all the news programs, free advertising, giving it credulity. Now more rich people will feel it is okay to spend their money on technology we all developed. Folks, uh, if we don't see that our system is there for us to praise, like, you know, we praise our system while the very few get the real spoils, the real advantage. Some of us get a, just enough to be comfortable. Some of us get so much that we feel that our comfort is great, but nowhere close to what goes on for the really rich, what goes on for those who pilfer us all, those who go on to ensure that we are less educated. And in that lesser education, they can continue the pilfer. You know, that's what we do here. Uh, we're not here to try to soft pedal anything. We're really here to try to tell the truth and explain how things really work and how uh, so often we are made fools of, but we are so unaware that we are not really realizing that we are the ones who generally are the fools. Yeah, we, we have to get there. I, I, I put that on the screen for Rodney. He looked that up. You guys can take a look as I go through the messages here now. I hope you guys understand that, but I, I think I told the whole story in there. Anyhow, folks, let's go to the, to the, to the chat. Uh, Lee Grant says, I'm a Republican. I'm vaccinated. There are many vaccinated Republicans. You're just gaslighting. I was not trying to imply that there were not many ga uh, Republican ga uh, vaccinated. In fact, I think we, we, we came to the conclusion that all those folks that were on stage at CPAC were likely vaccinated. And that's the reason we said there should be a law that these guys that are responsible, that know vaccinations are really something you should do, but are encouraging others to do other things. That is, I, and I said it in my statement, that is the manifestation of evil. Because they're taking it. All those Republicans, you're taking it, Lee Grant. So please, if you're going to get on my case, please get on my case justifiably so. There are, there are a few things we disagree on that you can hit me up for. But don't hit me up for something we agree on. Please don't. Okay, let's see what else we got. Uh, para ver, para ver, para ver. Uh, why are you talking about me just building a fence? Do I look very tired still from that fence building? Egberto, <laughs> do you have a license to sneeze? Where are your papers? Oh, my God. Be nice. Good, Charlie. Okay, let's see what else we got here. Uh, let's see. I'm a Republican. I'm vaccinated from Lee Grant. Okay, Lee Grant, I read that already. Why did you put that in there twice? All right, let's see. LOL. Let's see. Let's see. Coming down. Scrum. Mike Cizek says, did you read the article or just the headline? Uh, I think that is between two other people. Eric says, who cares about space and what they do on improving the inner city and education, etc.? Uh, quit worrying about what others have and work. Again, again, Eric, Eric, stop. What about all the millions made by baby athletes they poop on? Look, look, I don't, you're, here's the problem, okay? Once you make a statement like, who cares about what those others make? You have to care. Because it's a closed loop. It's a fixed pie. 
that expands at a slower rate for those of us or don't expand at all and expands for Harry. Let me tell you why you have to care. Because our economic system is a closed loop. All right? If X, Y, and Z are taken out an inordinate amount out of that pie, it continuously leaves less for you. So my dear brother, uh, with all due respect, it is wrong for you to not look at the totality of how our economic uh, uh, spoils are split among people. You have to. And that statement says you do not understand economics. And thank you for being here because if you will open your mind, we can talk economics. And yes, I did minor in economics as well. Okay? And that I did at Blinn College. Anyhow, uh, let's continue. Para ver, 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 quien más está aquí. Space exploration, Microrunner, has driven innovation since the 19th. Absolutely. It has done a lot. But what happens in our country too often is that the, the government takes all the risks, right? They take the majority of the risks. The, 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 the people that make drugs and all of that like to come and say, oh, the reason we can charge so much or we charge all is we take the risk. It's a lie. It's a quantifiable and qualifiable lie. The ones that business in general do not take risks that just out of crazy risk. They don't. They simply don't. It's not their fiduciary responsibility not to make money for their shareholders. So what they do is they mitigate risk by buying, a, buying something developed at a university. Buying another company, that a little company that, that's, that's fun, full of a bunch of crazy people or are bright-eyed. I want to do this. I want to. And they create something. And they created something that works. Big business then go ahead and buys them. It's a lie to believe that these people do any kind of innovation. Same thing like Branson. Branson didn't innovate a damn thing. We knew the laws of physics and how things are going to work. All they had to do now is use newer technology, which affords them better ability to do things. And it still took him a damn 20 years to do what President Kennedy and the government did in less than a decade. Think about that. Oh, the private enterprise is so good. We went to the moon in less than 10 years because we used the composite intelligence of all the people. We the people and corporations and all of those that are part of it. But we did it under an integral we the people. And we got to the moon in less than 10 years. Branson took 20 years to get up to 2 millimeters above the earth. Think about that. You know, we we lie to we allow the lies from the, the from the lobbyists to, to, to really put us into a different frame. Let's stop it. Let's be intelligent about it. No, they can't do government can do much more, we the people, than any one corporation. Always remember that. But they don't want you to know that because if you realize that, you may say, Well, what the hell do we need corporations if we could do everything? But no, I want corporations because there are certain things I don't care for the government to do. Okay? There are things I don't care for the government to do. I mean, it is because you want to have a lot of different options, and that's where corporations come in. But when corporations become monopolies that stifle innovation, they're nothing more than an alternate government. Remember that. Okay, continue. Let's see if I got anything. Egberto, mind putting that? I put it on the screen. I think I did. I think I did. Yeah, I put that on the screen already. Okay, let's see what else we got here. 
The Duck That Quacks. Welcome aboard. How are you doing, Duck That Quacks? Welcome aboard. Branson strikes me as a fruitcake. I think the guy's... Look, he's a businessman. He's a capitalist. He does. He knows his capitalism very, very well. Mike, uh, Norman Reynolds, this space travel is equivalent to gated communities on the surface of the earth. They can live behind these walls while they use public roads and our fire department. Perfecto mundo, señor Reynolds. Michael Rudnan also says, Eric Hay well, that's a private conversation. Eric Hayes says, Egberto, did you invent the rockets or the battery in, say, a Tesla? No, I did not. But you know what happened that? There are a lot of other engineers at many universities who did that. You know what I invented, however, though? I invented how to get an interrupt routine to drop an RTS signal on an 8052 UART so that Boeing could test its equipment on the 757, the 760, no, I think it was the 767 and the 777, okay? So what I'm trying to tell you is, and, and by the way, I invented that particular thing. But you know what? That invention had a whole lot to do with what other people have taught me, what other investments, both Texans into the University of Texas that gave me the access to, the in, in those days, it was the, 80, the, the uh, Z80 processor where I learned to do some programming on. So it's all, it's all a composite of us doing things together. Nobody's an island. And what these privateers want you to believe is somehow, intrinsically, they are the best. They are good. The private sector, BS. I, I'm running out of time to cover all of this. So what I'm going to say is uh, I'll, I'll read them a little bit later. Uh, I'll read them a little bit later. And what we'll do thereafter is say, thank you so kindly for being a part of Politics Done Right. I know you could be anywhere. I know you have the ability to be anywhere. Please support us. If you're on YouTube, click that join button. Become a part of our posse. If you are not, please become a part of us by going to Patreon, politicsandright.com slash patron, politicsandright.com slash Patron. You can also support us by PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. And remember what I said. You guys have want to, want to get some stuff out there and write in that you just know you, you do your research, throw it my way. We'll make sure it gets here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you know how I end this baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.